Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Klim, alongside my two amazing co-hosts, Chris, a.k.a. Melvin Dew, a.k.a. Blackout Chrissy. And what course, up with it? Maddie, a.k.a. Jake Smigglesworth, a.k.a. Swagoo. Chris, I got to ask, is that a Wahlburgers hat? That dude, logo looks like Wahlburg. Hat. Holy shit. It is. Look at you. That's fucking gas, dude. I love Why? It. <laughs> um... I got it. I I went to they had a Wahlburgers in Philly, and it shut down. And um, Gee, we ended why. up going. We we ended up going to uh, South Carolina a couple of years ago for vacation, and I saw they had Wahlburgers, and I always yeah. wanted to grab a hat because I thought the logo looked pretty cool. Um, so I ended up buying the hat. And to be honest with you, I think I bought a hat that's a little bit too big for me. So it's like one of those oh, like yeah. gigantic sports hats that people wear. <sighs> Um, look like those uh was it those Bills players that wore those hats that were like way too big for their heads? It was like a large hat company yep. they were buying it from. Yeah. I love it though, because honestly, there that it's so funny because Chris, your hat collection has always surprised me. Cause you have some hats where it looks like you like slapped it on your head out of the dryer where it's all funky looking. It's not like perfectly pressed correctly. That one looks like you just took it out of a box 30 seconds ago. He's frozen. <laughs> yeah, he is. I thought he was actually like pondering something for a minute. Yeah, he's pondering life. That being said, uh, <sighs> oh, there he is. Do we get Melvin Dew back? I don't know. Maybe. All right, we'll start off early with this, Maddie. We'll uh, we'll lead off with you. There was a certain member of our uh, guest of our show Thursday who correctly predicted the Super Bowl. And he was such a gloaty dick about it. I love the kid to death, but come on, man. <laughs> Last night, I did not want to talk to anybody about football for like an hour. And then this dude's like, hey, who predicted the Super Bowl? I'm like, you mother. <laughs> yeah, I um, I the Chiefs. Oklahoma goes 0-10. Yeah, that's, that's all you can really hope nowadays with that. But I just, I don't know. I was really, we all, let's be real. We all were very upset. If we had, I had a, we had, sorry, I'm trying to think of my words. We had people over my mother-in-law's house. We had Steelers fans over that were rooting for the Ravens. You know, when Steelers fans are rooting for the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl, like that means like you really don't want to see another Chiefs Super Bowl. Like for, for you to want your division rival to get there instead of like somebody else that has nothing to do with your division and you want them to win like that, that, that says something. Oh, yeah. So everybody in the world except for Swifties and except for Chiefs fans wanted the Ravens to get there. And holy fuck, what a like a like all right, look, I there was a lot of calls that weren't called on the rate for the Ravens in favor of them. I, I'm aware there was holding calls that weren't called, there were PIs that weren't called. The officiating was terrible, but the officiating is usually terrible for every game. 
And I just could not believe the shit of the game plan that Todd Monk uh, that um Todd Monken put together for the Ravens that day. I mean, Lamar's overthrowing and underthrowing his receivers. He's only checking it down to the the running backs at that point. He's not using Mark Andrews. He's not really utilizing his legs. He's taking sacks. It's just nobody's open. There's no separation. I just it was just a terrible game plan, in my opinion, on the Ravens' part. The Ravens looked like they had no idea what they were doing. They they came in expecting Kansas City to roll over and take one in the chin. And they forgot Kansas City is one of the best pass defenses in the league. And Steve Spagnolo is a defensive genius. Can't coach for shit, but hell, he's a defensive genius. So I think we owe Greg Roman a giant apology because I think Lamar cemented he is a top 10 quarterback, but he's not top five. I can name five quarterbacks right now. I take over him, and it's not even close. Seven, six, or seven. He want to get into the older gens, but Jalen, Justin, Josh, Patrick, Joe, and Joe. All the Jays and Zach. Holy shit! <laughs> Except Patrick Mahomes. Oh, don't say that. No, no, don't. All right, <laughs> no, don't. Let's not disrespect Lamar that bad. We're gonna say Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's in the Super Bowl. Before Ooh. everybody in his draft class. See, all I'll say to this, yeah. my friend Daniel, is that they got half of what they wanted. If they what what they actually wanted, they wanted Lions versus Chiefs. But Dan Campbell in fourth downs is apparently he's allergic to kicking a field goal. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um and there's one guy I hate giving this guy credit because his takes are fucking ass cheeks. But this guy on Twitter TikTok is named Tico, uh Tyler Cohen. Some of his takes are just awful. And, and he he's one of those guys who doesn't hide his fan bias to the point where I, me and Chris openly acknowledge we are Eagles fans. Matt openly acknowledges he's a Giants fan. A Jets fan, sorry. Uh, nope, that's his wife. Um, that being said, Chris and I are objectively like, hey, our team sucks when it sucks. They're good when they're good. We'll straight shoot about it. This kid, there's some takes about he his take about the Vic Fangio leaving his Dolphins. It was just I'm like, bro, you're a moron. Anyway, um, he did say something that was interesting today. The Chiefs just looked like they had a game plan, and Lamar regressed. What was that? That last throw that my boy from Dion Bush. Picked off. Dude, there was three guys open on that plate and you chucked it the wrong guy. Obviously, there were so many calls that went bad. Right? Listen, the Ravens got fucked on a lot of calls. But let's also be honest. Jadavion Clowney shouldn't have tried to smash Patrick Mahomes' head. And it's what we were all thinking, but you're not actually supposed to do it. And then you have, (laughs) I think it was a Travis Jones like actually tried to cl- like just like right hook Mahomes on a pass rush, loved it. It was hilarious, but it's going to be a penalty. And then Zay Flowers, if Zay Flowers chucked the ball away and then stood over Legarius Sneed, yeah, they have nothing to call there. Then it becomes a ticky tacky call, which they won't call, especially in that big of a situation. But if you're dumb enough, oh, and then to make matters worse. Four put three plays later, you fumble a fucking football going across the goal line. When you're diving for that goal line, that ball does not leave your side until they go like this. I don't understand. That's football 101. Fumbling when you're going across the goal line, unless it's like a outright stretch, no excuses. So Baltimore, you fucked up. You played like shit. You deserve all the blame. But, dude, I lost all my respect for Travis Kelsey in this game. The, The last 24 hours, I've lost all respect for him. He is such, I don't know how to describe it. Because like okay, one of my boys who's like, who's get, he's really gotten into football this year. Maybe it's because me and him, he's best friends with me, so he kind of has to. But he's like, dude, Kelsey is just instigating shit and then fades away when they try to swing at him drawing a flag. And it's like, bro, it, it, it makes me kind of want to see somebody fucking like Algie Crumpler his ass. And I th- hate saying that. Because I don't want to see anybody get injured in the beautiful game of football. But 
like Kelsey's asking to get his bell rung, and they're going up against one of the hardest hitting, not as clean teams in San Francisco. And I'm kind of, and I was talking to our boy Scotty K of the uh, Scotty Kaiser of Craft Brew this today at work. I was texting back and forth with him. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate the 49ers, but the Chiefs have made me hate them more. Like, the only team I hate more than the Chiefs is the Dallas Cowboys. Like, congratulations. The scale. Oh, by the way, who's ready for Jared's hierarchy of hatred? NFL edition. <laughs> Honorable mention. Chris, get the drum roll going. Honorable mention, the New Orleans Saints. When you're so bad, you become irrelevant, you get knocked out of the top five. Number five. The Washington Deadskins. Oh, I'm sorry, Commanders. I still am forgiving you for Taylor Heineke's fake sack. Um, Number four. The worst New York sports team, a.k.a. the Giants. The fact that the New York Jets are better than you makes you fall on the list. But what's even funnier is that I will always hate you because you're a division rival. Number three. Sliding two spots on this list. The San Francisco 49ers. It sounds like like a train that's like dying. And finally, number two. The Chiefs. You and Travis Kelsey's dipshit ass and your NFL ref bullshit has driven you from number six on this list to number two. Congratulations. And number one is the Dallas Cowboys. No drum roll needed. We all know who it was. (laughs) Oh, God, thank God. Chris can't do that anymore. All right, my turn. Chris. (laughs) That was great. Literally the entire time it just sounded like like a train that just had something wrong with it. Nobody could figure it out. And that's just the sound that it makes when it comes into the port. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that sums it up pretty perfectly. I, I was going to play. Yo, roll my, my buddy's watching and he goes, he just texted me. He goes, bro, your boy's drum roll sounds like an AK 47. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's right. You know, he's, he's right. Um, I didn't have one. I, I didn't think I was going to be put on the spot with the drum roll. So, I, you know, I, I you have to be ready for anything when you roll with us. Yeah, it's true. It's the KP way. I will KP. say I'll finish with this and then I'll go. Lamar has to prove to, the Ravens window. The problem is with their cap space, the fact that they have like 10 guys who are expiring contracts and most of them are overpaid as it is. The Ravens are going to have to do a miracle to kind of recreate last year, like recreate a good roster. That's all to say, Chris. What were your thoughts on uh, the three thirty game? Um, so the start off, I'll start off with the pregame um, when Justin Tucker was coming over to the Chiefs side of the field to warm up. I don't know, man. Like I, I, I get it's like a mindset tactic, but it's such like a dick move just to stand right in front of the dude as. You know, he's running out for warm-ups. Um, so there was a lot, you know, there's a lot of anticipation going into this game this weekend. Um, one thing I didn't like about this game strictly was Lamar Jackson. He looked very tentative in the pocket. It looked, you know, at times he looked like he was panicking. And um, anytime he was under pressure, there's a couple times where he escaped, but there's a couple times where he was just, you know, falling back, falling back, and he's either eating a sack or just chucking the ball away. Um also, it's it, it was really funny that I forgot Odell Beckham Jr. was on the team. The guy gets paid fourteen million for a catch. Um, I think it's twenty million. Twenty million, yeah, for one catch during the game. Um, I was just I was kind of upset too because we all wanted the sixty yard field goal by Justin Tucker. I'm pretty sure everybody in the chat took the bet, mm-hmm. and we almost had it, but fucking Lamar took a sack. And it just killed yep. the entire, entire bet. But um, the Chiefs, I mean, you can tell which team, Not, I'm not going to say wanted it more, but definitely went in with a serious mindset. Because the, as soon as the Ravens clinched the one seed, it was all fun and games. You had Harbaugh dancing in the locker room. And, you know, Andy Reid is like, knowing Andy Reid and how long he's been, in, how long he coached in Philadelphia. and now how long he's coaching a KC. I mean, 
he's just got a serious mindset for the playoffs. He's he's got the guy to do it. So I'm not surprised that the Chiefs won. Um, I was upset that I didn't take the plus four and a half because I ended up losing my parlay because I took the Ravens spread instead of the Chiefs spread. So other than that, I guess it's a good win for the Chiefs, even though I despise them. But I don't have any thoughts on Travis Kelsey either. I don't think I don't think he's the biggest. I don't think he's as big a piece of shit as you think he is, Jared. Um, but I get some moments where, like, I'm like, all right, fuck this dude. Bro, he's a fake tough guy. But he's definitely a dump. He may not be a pile of shit, but he's definitely a dump. You know? But I mean, the fucking the fucking dude just went off. I mean, they went right down the field to him almost every single play. I mean, the guy ate up that defense. He exposed the Ravens' defense. I mean, I think he had like eight or nine catch. He had I think seven or eight catches for over a hundred and something yards. I'm actually going to double check that. I mean, the guy. Yeah. Listen, he's the greatest playoff tight. He's 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 arguably the greatest playoff tight end of all time. 11, 116 for a touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. fucking dude is just. He's past unreal. Jerry Rice's uh, reception record in the playoffs. Yeah, they're actually mentioning it as he broke. A, after he tied it, they mentioned it, and then they went back to him for the next play, and then he broke it. It's like he's he. He's, um, I mentioned it to some of the people we were uh, we were with yesterday watching the game this year, and it, it might, I don't know the only difference between this year and his previous years were that he's dating Taylor Swift, but like he is he's like Jared said he's a, he's a his trash talking and his antics are like times five right now. Like he like he makes me want to be like I wish I was on the field. I'd I'd love to just blindside lay this fucking guy out for. I would want to just like. Like Bernard Pollard is ask like shoulder pads yeah. and fucking thighs, man. Just drop yeah. him like a tree. Well, I get like I say the Stephen Ridley treatment, but that's a little that's a little that's much. That's too much. I know yeah, he's man. I know he's talking shit or whatever, and I I mean I get it. It's, I mean the playoffs is the playoffs. I mean like, look if you can talk to you can say as much shit as you want as long as you can back it up, man. I give you your kudos. And I mean he backed it up. I mean Tucker Tucker came out of the gate with a fucking with. Standing right in front of the dude. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just say Travis Kelsey's such a good dude, but like that would piss me off too. I would have thrown your shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm warming up. I'm like, I'm I'm locking in for this game. The fact that you're going to put your kicking equipment in front of me and my quarterback, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to do something about it. So, um, I slammed the over for Travis Kelsey this week. So I'm, I guess, I was enthused with that. But again, I should have took the Chiefs bread. There's always that one leg with with gambling with me that I just, I don't hit on. I'm, I'm the so close guy. Oh, I, are you kidding me? I missed everything this weekend. I was just like, well, fuck Those me. Then, I, right? my leg. I just, this like, I, I'm good. I like after this weekend, I'm just like, you know what? I'm Did happy. There's a week off. Did we watch the Super Bowl? I'm gonna Google fun things. It's a better waste of money for me to go to a gun range and blow through 500 rounds of ammo than it is for me to drop a bet on any of these teams. That's how I feel right now. Yeah, I don't know. Watching watching Lamar, he just like I don't know, man. He I've looked, wanted him. He looks scared. Wanted him. He, he did jumpy. And I'm he just looking. At him he like, didn't look comfortable. Where are your reads? Why aren't you moving through your progressions? And I, I was, I didn't even like, I didn't really talk. It's so funny. You know, my coworker, except for like this morning, usually my supervisor will come and talk ball for me, but he was all business today. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, why are your progressions? Where are your reads? How are you not getting this? Where, where is your understanding of the defense? It looked like I was watching 2018 Lamar again. I'm like, what the hell? Or 2019 Lamar. You know, it's so funny, dude. I texted my friends because I'm not. I'm not a Lamar guy. I'm not going to say I go out on a limb and say, oh, I hate the dude, but I just don't think he's a winning – I don't think he's a winnable quarterback. I don't. I mean, he's very flashy to me because he's got the wheels. team around him. Dude, dude, his – like, I'm I'm kind of sick of giving this dude excuses, man, because, like, you're – once he ran through Baltimore, I'm like, you're not going to KC. You're not going to Buffalo. I'm like, dude, you're dancing in Baltimore at this point. Like, you're – He's not – he's just not – he panics a lot. He's got scary feet. I just – I don't – I don't know. It just bothers me because I wanted the Ravens to win so badly, again, because I can't stand that you're smiling. What's going on? He's, no, his just, little name tag. Is, is that? 
No, no, his name tag. Oh, his name great. tag. Oh, it's the we gotta, again? we gotta figure out a, we gotta figure out some. Uh, yeah, he, both of you guys. Jared, AKA Stidham. Stop. AKA. Nope, nope. The streak continues. He's in timeout. <laughs> Um, yeah, like you said, Lamar didn't look comfortable. The entire game didn't look comfortable. Um, just, he just, I just, I've seen this man take a lot of sacks that game and just like running around and everybody is just yelling at the TV, use your legs, use your legs, and scrambling, scrambling sack. Maddie, I'll say something though. It was more like, like second half. Like, dude, he was making, he caught his own pass and ran for 10 yards. That was was crazy. Great runs. It just looked like he just was off. Like, dude, he he got out of a sack, chucked a bomb to Zay Flowers. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> like we're we're in, we in. Like, my dad was excited too. I told my dad we we're rooting for the Ravens and Lions yesterday, and he was like all excited. He was jumping. He got Lamar through that touchdown. He's like, holy shit, he's going crazy. And the the pass to himself, I think, was what made, like blew my dad away, right? But like, I was just sitting there. I'm like, ain't no way. That they're losing today, and then I'm just watching. I'm like, like the pass rush ain't getting home, and they just have no answer for Travis Kelsey. Kyle Hamilton looked like he was out; he, he just couldn't cover him. It, and the Chiefs didn't score one point in the second half. I know they, they looked like after the Chiefs went down the field to score, it looked like the Ravens were just I'm gonna say like dead. It was just like it was weird. like the vibe was so off. The vibe was so off yesterday. It was like I'm just waiting for the offense to just pick something up. If you're the number one team in the AFC, you're the number one team in the NFC, there's no excuse why you're scoring 10 points. And there's no excuse why you're scoring 10 points at home. I mean, this Chiefs defense, yeah. I mean, they're good, but they're not anything, like, spectacular. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. But you I know just, what? You also – I'm like, like you, like what you were saying, you were tired of making excuses for him. Like, you can say, like, hey, Lamar has no run game. Like, none of his running backs that he's had this season have ever been 100% healthy the entire year. He, he has lost – you know, Keaton Mitchell, he's lost Gus Edwards, he's lost Justice Hill, he's lost J.K. Dobbins for variation of how many games or days or weeks. Like, they've all been hurt at some point in the season. You can argue, you know, he didn't have Mark Andrews for half the year, but Isaiah likely looked great. You can argue that Odell Beckham Jr. did not look good this year, and Zay Flowers was a nice hidden gem for them and and all of that. You can argue he didn't have enough on offense. But at the end of the day, this man was is going to be a two-time NFL MVP and they still had a top three offense in the league and they were the number one seed in the AFC. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I listen, I love Lamar and I want him to succeed. I want him to be that elite quarterback that gets the job done in the playoffs and gets a super bowl or two or three or five or however many he can get for himself. But at the end of the day, like you got a top three offense in the entire league. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the job done. Like you can't just put up 10 points in the championship game and have your defense not give up one single point in the second half and just yeah, listen, put up like, three and call it a day. Yeah, Baltimore's defense was just different, man. They, they were just – everything the Chiefs usually used to get away with, like, oh, Isaiah Pacheco was going to – like, and also shout out to our boy Maserati because he was, like, talking some shit. And he was like, yo, uh, what was that about Pacheco? He's touchdown machine. Ever since he texted me, I, yo, he got bottled up like a freaking genie. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he couldn't get away. Like, and – dude. It's just it's crazy because like if you if people are sitting here giving Lamar Jackson the excuses, then my I'm gonna do the why don't you just give Patrick Mahomes the excuses? I mean the guy lost. I'm not gonna say the guy has all star weapons. I mean if you take away Travis Kelsey, what does he have? I mean, yeah, Pacheco's a top fifteen running back. Yeah, but I'm saying like you can't you're not gonna run the ball forty five times. You got to yeah, throw I mean, it eventually. It's so fair. It's, it's definitely fair to say Rasheed Rice is probably not in the top 15, 20. I'd receiver. say he's a top 30 receiver. I, yeah, yeah, he's definitely emerging. I think he's going to get better as, you know, Yo, Zay Flowers is going to be top five, top 10 receiver. Oh, he looked like, nice. He no looked great. I, I just wish he fucking scored. But it's just so, I know, but it's so annoying. Like, home gets it done. All they do, all the Chiefs do is take things from him every really? year. They're the new New England Patriots. This is what the New England Patriots did. They would go in and they would win these games because they they they're the grit and grind. They it doesn't matter. Brady had fucking Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola. He threw it to. He still he could still go into Pittsburgh and win a football game. Like, you know what? Just, you know what? I, think, I have a theory. By the way, indulge me here. Um, we'll move on to San Fran versus Detroit. 
I think the NFL went about this wrong. The Patriots were a dynasty the NFL didn't want and won in spite of them, which made it admirable because the NFL wasn't helping them. I mean, yeah, the refs gave Brady some calls here and there, right? And, you know, the tuck rule and everything else. But let's be honest. The the Patriots, towards the end of that dynasty, were not winning in for the NFL. They're winning in spite of it. And what made it even better was they were not like, this is different. They're trying, the NFL is trying to recreate a, a dynasty. And what made the Cowboys dynasty, the Niners dynasty, the Steelers, the Packers, what made them different was they won because they were better than you. Yes, Mahomes and Kelsey are all-time talents. So is Chris Jones. But everything feels forced, right? Everything feels way too forced. Come on, Mahomes has made the Super Bowl what four times in the past in in, in his Five career? Years. Yeah, in, in yeah. his first six years, quarterbacking. Yeah, he's he's made the NFC cha- AFC Championship game every single season he started. Really? It's not yeah, I, it. and, I'm gonna piggyback off that in a minute. And so here's the other thing, right? And this is why I think the the page the NFL needs to learn this is not going to end well. This game, I don't think we're going to see like so. I said I tried to explain this to Scott Kaiser before, big Niners fan, right? I said I'm like, listen. It is not that I I fucking hate the San Francisco 49ers. They're a bunch of fucking chirpy, dirty hitting slime balls. But I would rather them win than this NFL shoved down our throats, Taylor Swift bullshit. And it's not even Taylor Swift. I really don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift. I think her music is catchy. I love that she's a great businesswoman and she's got great fans that love her music that are get a little culty for me. Um mm-hmm. But you know what? Listen, I hope her and Trav have the best, have the best, and you know, I hope it's a long, successful relationship. Maybe it leads to a marriage. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Mahomes is a crybaby. Brady used to whine to the refs, but then he throws three touchdown passes. And you'd be bewildered by the fact that he surgically just tore your defense apart with a bunch of guys who look like Chris. Yeah, true. They they look just like me. I was on the field actually. Yeah, Chris actually is Chris's real last name is Chris Hogan. By the way, we found Chris Hogan. He's our yeah, I I blow the cross. He's our co-host. And our host is Jared Goff. Just he was just in the NFC Championship. Did I just like put on take off put on a fat suit then? No with a beard? You're Christian Bale. Just fluctuate. What What? would he play? What in Vice? Shit. No, you're Christian Bale in American Psycho. You're jacked. Yeah, no, I have never been even close to that cut. The best mm-hmm. the best shape I ever was was I'd say maybe Christian Bale in Terminator Salvation. What are we talking about? We're talking what about the best, how, like cuz he said I was Christian Bale, I was like no 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 no. I said, and Maddie, this was my senior year of college when I was actually in like really good shape. Oh, like, when you had that I, I said, hair, the yeah, she had the Christian Bale hair. Yeah, I had I, I said like the closest I was to being in good shape was like my senior year of college. Like I said Terminator Salvation Christian Bale. He I had like that him. Christian Bale hair, but also like looked like he could have been on the ice for Shorzy and if you watch that hockey show. I look I look like Christian Bale in the machinist, and if I breathe in, you can see what I ate for lunch. That's how skinny I am. I thought you said you were out of shape last <laughs> What's the story there, superstar? Like, damn. I'm Christian Bale. I fluctuate. I'm from out of shape. I'm back in shape. I yeah, went to the yesterday. I, yesterday I he was 6'4". For this show, by the way. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. Probably. So what? Great. what clip you pull for this show, by the way? <laughs> we, uh, listen, yesterday he was 6'4", 240. Now he's, you know, 5'10", you know, 180. I had a I had a movie role. Those fucking elevator lifts you put in your shoes, man. Damn. Yeah, I uh, I have to bulk up so I can fight the bulldog class. Jesus Christ! All right, but so I was gonna say is the NFL. I hope they realize like this Mahomes thing. This better be it. Or at least they better give us some wheat, like a couple years, man. Listen. Like the the fact that the entire country, except for Missouri. And Swifties, so actually a decent amount of people. But anyway, you're gonna will you're willing to alienate an entire fan base? 
Never forget the time they won this their Super Bowl, not last year, but the time before that. And um, at the time, President Trump tweeted out, congrats to the great city of Kansas City, Kansas. Never forget. Kansas. You know what the worst part is? That would be a win for how like bad our current president speaks, which is horrible. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get any better, but it was it was just a, that was the one time where I was like, you know what, he can keep social media. That was funny. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you know what? Listen, I didn't know Kansas was in Kansas, Kansas City was in Kansas till I was like thirteen. I was like, oh shit, really? Like, why the fuck is that a thing? I love. I said geographically, it makes no fucking sense. But either way. I was gonna um, piggyback off what you were saying. Go, Chris. I know you want to talk about it. Cause like with the Patriots, it was like, yeah, they didn't want them to win. Cause I'm not gonna all right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say all these, you know, incidents happened. I'm not gonna say they didn't happen, but there was the flake gate, spy gate. There was just all these, you know, issues where you know Brady was getting suspended. Um Julian Edelman got suspended at one point. I'm pretty sure uh, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if Gronk got suspended at one point because they just didn't want the Patriots to succeed. And it was funny how the Patriots just end up in the same position every year as they did when they had Brady and Belichick and those guys. And now it's not like that with Kansas City. It's like they're given the tools. They're given Taylor Swift, who can sway. Um, Racked in a lot of money for the NFL, too. Yeah, you're this way, you know, profits for the NFL. You got the the face of the NFL on on as your quarterback. You just Kansas City's just got everything going for them, um, and there's really no repercussions. There's just nothing bad besides every other fan of every team who hates Kansas City. There's nothing Kansas City is going through that is as drastic as what New England has dealt with. So yeah, the NFL is gifting them everything and it sucks but unfortunately um now we really can't root for the niners because we despise the niners i know well, me and you do. i'm rooting for the niners because listen the enemy of my enemy is my friend so yeah. at this point like i'd rather see a niner super bowl because that just means like God, that means Brock Purdy's officially elite, and then they're well, like, oh. Chris, 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 here's the thing. Narrative changes every season. Brock Purdy's elite till he's not. Okay, like. It's just it's so let's annoying. Be, let's be honest. It's Christian McCaffrey, Debo, and Ayuk and Kittle. Okay? It's that elite defensive line that has four all pros on it, and it's that coaching. Like, let's I, I, let's be honest. Do we really want another Kansas City Super Bowl? I'd rather fucking stick nine millimeter bullets through my eyeballs. I don't know why I can't get one. Why can't they just give me one year? Why can't get one? <laughs> no, like this is way off topic, but like thinking no, about I know, like, I know. how like, they, I, how they. Yeah, the, I tell you, I always, always feel for you in these situations. I yeah, do. like why like, couldn't they make you, rock? You like, don't deserve this whatsoever. Hey, I have a theory here, right? Oh, another one? Fuck. In, indulge me. Um, the, NFL, the NFL's plan was to have Rodgers in the Super Bowl this year for the Jets. But because the because the Maras and the Johnsons are the two worst ownership groups in sports, those cheap asses led to his Achilles getting torn. So when the Rodgers can win the Super Bowl, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'll give it to Patrick. We'll start over next year. Maybe it's maybe it's this year. I don't know. Can I put in? I can it. I put in an early bet for comeback player of the year for Aaron Rodgers next? I year? okay. So early prediction right now. Here are Wait. the four teams that are going to be in the AFC and the AFC and NFC championship games. I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to be San Fran versus Philly, and it's going to be New York Jets versus the oh, Baltimore God, Ravens. Please, no that is sorry, Lamar. You're not no cheats. No cheats. I'm going to no cheats. I'll the say that. Chiefs will lose their first. Road game because I think the Ravens will find a way to Howie Roseman the offseason and they're going to be so motivated by grief. And it does. And here's the funny thing we may have an all green Super Bowl or we may have a purple and red Super Bowl. Here's the thing either way, anything's better than this, but I have a weird feeling. Oh, wild card in the NFC Lions and Eagles NFC title game. Yeah, also Motor City, the two most antagonizing coaches in the NFC going up against each other. Also, I, I 
really I agree with that a lot. I just think, you know, Lamar's gonna be Lamar again. I don't believe in Lamar as much as I don't believe in Josh Allen in the playoffs. So I'm actually gonna take KC and the Jets, and I'm gonna stick with Philly and San Fran on the other side because I still do think Philly and San Fran are the best teams in the NFC aside from Detroit. I just don't think Detroit's gonna go back next year. I I, love... I, I, I thoroughly disagree. Detroit has a quarterback they believe in. They have a coach that believes in their system. They have a bunch of draft picks, $61 million in cap room, and they're only going to get better. Whereas the Ravens better hope to hit the fucking lottery this offseason because you have the Bengals coming back. You have the Browns getting healthy. You also have the Chargers with Jim Harbaugh. You have the Raiders with Antonio Pierce. Oh, and on top of all that shit, you have the Bills coming back, the Dolphins coming back, the Jets coming back. Oh, and you know the the Texans, Colts, and Jaguars are all getting better. So that being said, the NFC I, the NFC has five teams that can make the Super Bowl next year. It's San, I, Fran, honest, San Fran, Philly, Dallas, um, um, Detroit, and I throw I throw a wild card in there. Give me Tampa as the la- as that last NFC well team that has a shot because if they keep Baker and they keep like they they make smart moves in free agency, that Tampa team is deadly. I agree with what you're saying. If I had to throw a wild card team in there besides Tampa, if this this team made a pretty impressive run, it ended early, but it, they made an impressive Rams. run. Yeah, the Rams. I could, if the Rams continue to build defensively. Because offensively, they look great. Like, Kyron Williams look great. You know, Puka and Cooper Cup are a nice, solid tandem. If they keep they Stafford comes threat. back, you need a deep threat receiver. Like, a nice slot guy. Like, a Deshaun Jackson, I always go back to him. He's, like, the perfect example. Just a speedy guy that can make those deep pass catches. They also need another tight end because Tyler Higby's not it. But mainly, they're, they're defensive. They could just continue to build on that secondary and on that pass rush. I think they can make another run next year, but I was surprised with their performance this year, winning ten games. So if they can just get a little stronger of a defense, I think they can be a wild card to uh, to add to that fifth slot. But I agree with every other four teams you're saying. Here's something that's a little off topic. You guys remember when Zach Ertz was a lion? <laughs> Beverage Farm remembers. What was your favorite uh, memory of him? Oh, oh you know man. how he never caught a ball? Yeah, Is, uh, when he stretched his hamstrings out on the sideline. Rain chasing Zitch. I didn't think he was at the game. I don't even know if you played. I think him and Julie like showed up and they're like, "Yeah, we don't need you." Yeah, I I, I think they said, "Hey, like uh, Laporte is fine." Yeah, I wonder how much like, money you he your, uh, you and your four nine forty are. We're good. I wonder yeah. how much money he made for that one game. He didn't even probably suit up for. Yeah, he's just robbing, robbed Detroit for a week. A solid fifty. He signed a one day contract, you know. Basically yeah, signed a one-week contract for, like, $560,000. Gotta love it. Can he put it. this, like, well, that'd be really funny if, like, he's inducted in the Hall of Fame and they're like, hey, do you remember your time in Detroit? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. And he's like, he's like, I never actually physically met Dan Campbell in person. Yeah, I – I met the tight end coaches. I suited up. I saw Dan talk. We actually never talked behind me signing my contract. Yeah, I – Dude, I wanted an Eminem versus Taylor Swift bowl. Yeah. That would have been awesome. So let's talk about this fucking game already, shall we? Oh, no. Shout out to our boy Kev from Tailgate on the Quad for jinxing the Lions so fucking hard. We get a text. I think it was it was 24-7 at that point. I'll read it. I'll read it. Yep. Chris is going to read it. So, by the way, in context, the Lions had just scored. We're all starting to lose our shits, and we're starting to get ready for the Swifties versus the M&M's Super Bowl. And we get a text from our good friend, friend of the show, who's going to be on our Super Bowl show, by the way, our friend Mr. Kevin, texted us this. Chris, what was his exact wording? Um, hold on one second. I am. There was a lot of text that happened that night. Um. Just scrolling. It's going to take me three seconds. Do you have like a Jeopardy like song or whatever you can play in the background? How the fuck is this that damn hard? 
Okay. All right. You, you need a drum roll? Oh, yeah, you drum roll me. Drum roll me. <laughs> well, drum roll when me. you get there. I can't drum roll for that long. Okay. 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 Wow. You read your tax returns? What the fuck? Okay. I heard, there it is. There it is. Found it. I. Jesus Christ. Would it be the most lines lines thing ever if they pull a Falcons here? By Falcons, he means blow a 28-point lead against Kyle Shanahan, which the irony is not lost. It was pretty close, 28-3, 24-7. He said this going into halftime. Oh, I knew it the second. I know what the worst part is. And my coworker said the second that ball hit off his face mask, he knew the game was over. I cannot believe that ball came down, smacked the defender in the face, and then IU caught it. Apparently, they said he saw a ladybug on his shoe, and that's why – he said – that's why Ayuk said they, he thought they were going to win the game because he saw a ladybug on a shoe after he caught the ball that was smacked off the defender's face. So, I well, mean, if that's kind of why you See, the, this is what is hilarious to me is that that game was not rigged. That was straight-up football. I can't even get mad about that. That was – that was good. That was good football. And it sucked that the Lions lost because it was going to be a cool story. That game was real. That game was 100% real. There was nothing fake about it. You can't make up a ball banging off a guy's face mask. And Detroit's biggest thing, they have to address in the offseason. They have to go get corners. They have to go get corners. They need corners and they need a safety because CJ Gardner Johnson, back to back. Playoff deep playoff runs has been the reason his team has lost. I was gonna say, I was like, can we declare him the clown of the week because he was waving goodbye to the fans after the first quarter? That's a clown question, bro. You fucking had that on standby. You bet your sweet ass I did. No way. Wow. Presented by SeatGeek promo code Billy up for 10%. It's been a long time. Fuck yeah, I've been waiting for this. Is it it Mario Cristobal the reigning guy? Cristobal has been the the dipshit of the week for like the past month. Hold on, we have to get DJ's approval. All right, either way, Chris, state your case. Why should CJGJ be clown of the week? Um, because he was waving goodbye to the San Francisco fans after the first quarter. All right, fair enough. Maddie, what is your vote? Isn't isn't there a trend of C.J. Gardner-Johnson just goes after specific players and then they wind up either burning him or they just lose the game? I think he went after Debo because he he said he hates Debo because of last year with the Eagles. Didn't he? Yeah, but like he – I he just I I he, maybe it's just Debo he attacks, but like he always goes for like Debo or whoever, and they, it doesn't work out in his favor. So I'm going with CJ Gardner Johnson because you you got a 24 to seven lead. Congratulations! There was still two and a half quarters of football left, and I'm like that's like no, because at the end of the day, then I'm going to be fourth quarter with the lead, waving to you. I would have done sure that. My water spilled. Yeah, so I, I, I got my vote for Gardner Johnson on that one. Who are you going with, Jared? I'm going with CJGJ, but I'm I'm texting our commissioner right now. But listen, there is no way. This man, all week we heard about his beef with Debo. He was the one, oh, by the way, on the interception by Malcolm Rodriguez, was the one who got called for the penalty on a cheap shot on Debo. And then does a little waving thing. And by the way, on tape, I want you guys to go back and look today. On that last touchdown to Ayuk, look who's out of position. Was it CJ? CJ? <laughs> CJ? That's a that's, nope. that's a tongue twister. Take your time. Who was out of position on both those wheel route on those whip route touchdowns with Eagles Chiefs? CJ? Uh, Professor Jared, I believe it's uh, CJ. CJ. Mm-hmm. Who's just not a good coverage corner? I mean, cover safety. Oh, Christopher. Jared. Oh, second one. Um, yes, sir. I believe it's uh, CJ. CJ. Doors open. Yeah, um, Matthew. Matthew, final answer for all the marbles. Why did Saints fans? Why were they happy to get rid of CJGJ? You know this answer. If you need to popcorn me, let me know. Uh, let me popcorn you. What do you got? What was the question, Jared? Why oh, were my. Saints fans so happy to get rid of CJGJ? Oh, oh. Sucks in coverage. You say Eagles fans? 
No, Saints fans. Any oh, Saints fans. Oh, well, I mean. He sucks in coverage, Matt. He got it. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Oh. Man, you told me to phone you, and you were like, oh. Uh. I, you know, it's funny. My bad internet. Dude, you know, if I, it I, cash cab, you would have had me, like, walk in the next six blocks. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine us two on, like, who wants to be a millionaire? And, like, the final no. question, you got you to ring Jesus me up. Christ, you're calling me for everything. Jared! No. <laughs> it'd be that thing where you're like, it'd be, it'd be oh. that thing where you call, you call someone, and you're like, hey, I just want to let you know I don't need your help. I just want to let you know I'm about to be a millionaire. And you're like, the answer is B. You're like, ah, it's incorrect. It's actually D. Like, That's a Chris ass move, dude. <laughs> <laughs> too too confident. We're waiting on word from the commissioner, but as of right now, if it's just us voting, it is CJGJ is the new clown of the week presented by Seat Geek. Promo code BellyF Sports for twenty dollars off your initial purchase at checkout. All righty. Transition. That was Back beautiful. to this game. Oh my god, we haven't talked about it. Yeah. Um Jared Goff, okay, Josh Reynolds should not be an NFL receiver. Those drops were horrendous. Awful. Like, like, I thought he played for the Kansas City Chiefs at one point. Like, holy shit, man. Dude, he, like, the fourth and two, I'm like, I get, like, Dan Campbell's ballsy. Oh, my God, man, you got to bring that ball in, dude. You you bring the ball in, you're going down for six. Jared Goff made the throws. You can't even get mad at him for it. He made the throws. Jared Goff, Jared Goff played fine. He didn't. He didn't that make any one, mistakes. Okay, listen. That one fourth down throw where he tried to throw it to, uh, where they disguised the coverage perfectly, and he underthrew Amon Ross and Brown. But besides that, he made every throw he needed to. By the way, I think he had two targets in the second half. Um, it was Ross. insane. The game plan was awful. And then on top of that, when they were running the football, they were unstoppable. Yeah. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs were just like, but they got gun shy. They abandoned the run, and it was hilarious. I'm like, you are worse than the Eagles. You literally get stuffed once. Ah, fuck it. We're going to chuck it. Yeah, then uh, then he fumbled Gibbs. Yeah, that was just bad communication. I, I Chalked up to a rookie mistake. Yeah, yeah I just – my thing with um... – my thing with the game was I thought it was a fantastic game. Like this wasn't a game where you can look at the Ravens Chiefs and be like, wow, their officiating was terrible. Like this game, you could just tell like the Lions beat themselves. They had the 24 to seven lead. They abandoned the run game in the second half. They didn't target their best weapon at all, really, besides like two or three targets in the second half. And Dan Campbell, in my opinion, I just think he was coaching too aggressively in the end. Like I, I, there's no need to go for all of those fourth downs. I believe at that time, they had a four-point lead. You kick that field goal, you make it a seven-point game. And then when the Niners come back and score a touchdown, if everything happens as it happened, but they kick that field goal instead of going for it on fourth down, that we would have had a tie game going into probably overtime. Dude, I, I just never, outside of the Falcons game, like Kevin was right, outside of the Falcons game, I've never seen that big of a choke job from one team. Every play the, the lines made from – I would say the last five minutes of the third quarter throughout the rest of the game was just a pure mistake. The the kickoffs, they, they kept they kept dropping the ball. The the muff punt they almost coughed up. Uh the Gibbs fumble, the drops, the just I just I don't know. Dan Dan Campbell getting super aggressive out of panic. It's just I was so comfortable during that game that the lines were gonna win. Oh, that. see, I was, I was not. I was like, I was comfortable because, like, I didn't trust Brock Purdy playing from behind, and then like, he just, he just turned into a magician. He's breaking out of, breaking out of sacks. He's, he's making crossbody throws to fucking Jennings. That that catch was still unreal. I would like to talk about that. Holy fuck, um, that's a drive saving catch. Um, also, you have CMC. So, I mean, talk about a human cheat code. A guy scores at least two touchdowns every game. He's so good at scoring two touchdowns that his odds for that, I think, were plus 300. And his anytime was minus 320. He's a guarantee every game. It's, I you it. know what? It's, it's crazy. You know what the strangest part is? I said to my parents, because they were like, kids, they were like, what's San Francisco? How do they beat people? I'm like, they break tackles. If you don't wrap them up, man, they get nasty. 
It's like trying to tackle the Tasmanian devil. You have to wrap them up or it's over. So, and look what happened. Second half, Detroit forgot how to tackle. It looked like Philadelphia out there in the second half. So so I'll finish it with this. Then we can kind of run into the last couple things of the day and we can get out of here. Um, Obviously, by the way, folks, no show next Tuesday or Monday as is tradition. We always take that day off. Let the boys relax. There's always nothing that happens next weekend anyway. Obviously, we do Thursday shows because it is fun as shit. And then our season finale of season 10 will be Monday, I believe, no, February 12th. Is that the following Monday? That's Super Bowl Monday. That's our that is Super Bowl finale. Monday, yes. Then we have a couple of off-season show between season shows. Then March first. Or oh, by the way, we have approval. DJ is approved. CJGJ is the new reigning clown of the week. Mr. Harper. That's a clown question, bro. It's a clown question, bro. Clown of the week. He sounds just like him. It is his own teammate. He has the same beard too. Yeah, yeah I, it's, it's funny. My um, oh. my folks used to say I looked like the dude because of, of the beard, and I'm like, start growing out the wonky hair, and then you're good. But during COVID, I I had it. I had the I had the long hair, and then I had the beard. I looked Ask like Matt rickety, how long my hair got during COVID. Oof. I looked like rickety cricket from Always Sunny. He was on the border of being like an '80s like heavy metal guitarist. My hair oh, was down yeah, to here. My hair was down to here. I, I kind of miss it. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I, I so I'm trying to grow the hair back out. I mean, I, my, I'm going through the. I mean, let's be honest. My hair is getting long though. Hell yeah, dude. That's good lettuce. Also, by the way, shout out to the boys oh, of Craft Brew. My hat came in. This shit is so fucking comfortable. Oh, mine's on the guy. table. Obviously, it goes to a great. It goes to a great cause. Um, helping out. Caesar's family in this time where they need support and help the most. Um, super fucking comfortable hat. I am not a rope hat to save my life. I think they are crazy and I don't get them, but this, I put this on. I was like, you know what? It's for a good cause. It's for Caesar. I put it on. I was like, Oh my, Oh my God, this is so fucking comfy. Holy shit. So I just texted Scotty before I was like, dude, this is like the most comfortable hat I've ever fucking worn. So um, go get one right now. The link is obviously is floating around our Instagram and obviously on craft brews as well. All proceeds go to help out Caesar's family and everything they're going through. So it may not, you know, it, it's not obviously going to help everything, but it's a little something that helps. So, um, final thoughts on Detroit, San Francisco, before we wrap this show up, um, shout out Eminem for flipping off the entire city of San Francisco. And then entire state of California. Yeah. And then it backfired. Yeah. Did it. Yeah. I think EJ GJ is the reason it backfired. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not going to chalk Eminem as clown of the week because he'll make like a dish. Oh, no, 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 no. That's why I'm, def- I'm saying it. I'm defending it. Yeah. So- yeah. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't add him in that category out of respect because. He will again make a diss track on me, and I I can't afford that right now. Or he's gonna say, "Who the fuck is this dude?" Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're really like, "Yo, is this the Christian Bale, uh, six four two twenty guy?" Is this guy the stunt double out of Always Sunny? Yeah, is, is this guy is this guy the one that makes those AK forty seven drum noises on stream? <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the coaching news that happened over the weekend. Obviously, um. I believe it was Dan Robinson or John Robinson who was hired as the OC of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, last name is Robinson. I know that. Um, praised move. Did not make any sense to me. But, um, you know, this McVay coaching tree praising that has been going on for the past, like, five years is just insane. Um, and the Philadelphia Eagles got a coordinator there, Chrissy. Oh god! And I tweeted out something, and who and uh, it got retweeted by this podcast because obviously it was. I was right. Oh, the god. Kellen Moore signing, the Eagles obviously making Kellen Moore their new offense coordinator. 
everyone who's saying this is a dumb move and this is not going to work and everything else, like, you clearly don't know how to watch film or anything, do you? You're just a stats magnet. Even the stats tell you the truth that Kellen Moore was one of the best OCs in the league for like the last four years. Oh, he got let go of San Francisco uh, of the Chargers. I'm like, yeah, the Chargers could score. That was never a problem. You know, Brandon Staley was the fucking problem. I saw a stat, um, pretty neat stat here, that um, Kellen Moore's offense is ranked number one against the Blitz. And we struggled against the Blitz last year. We ranked 32nd with Brian Johnson. Bingo, Ringo. Boom. Oh, bingo, Ringo. Should you can write this one down. <laughs> should run, yeah. That's, Copyright. That's, that's something Copyrighted I should write. Jared Clem 2024. Jared Leto Stidham Stop it. Nope. nope. Do not associate me with that skinny little weasel who tried to make Joker emo. Yeah, and they got upset that he didn't get asked to be the Joker in one of the movies. And like, bro, we were probably one of the worst ones. Buddy, your band that. sucks. We don't need to hear you actually act anymore. <laughs> Your best performance when you played a dude disguised as a dude who looked like a girl is disguised as another dude. <laughs> I like um, I like the Kellen Moore's um, hiring for you guys. I think that'll be a um, I think that'll be good news for AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. I think you'll see a lot more deep passes and um, just Watch a lot more for them. But I I I mean when he was in Dallas, he was like you said he was one of the top corner corner eighters in the league. His offense was always in the in the. We're talking head coaching for him. It's like, oh, yeah. it's it's. You know what's so funny? In that I, t- I go back to my take. I, people who don't understand why his offense was so good, they don't know. They don't. Well, they're stat. They're they're hot take artists who don't know football. And yes, it's a direct shot at some people who I used to who I uh, used to work with at other network or other networks who have their own podcast. Because one of them tweeted out, "I'm like, you're the dumbest motherfucker I've ever." And this is, I've also I also check this guy. I also see this guy's like power rankings every week on on like on Facebook. And I'm like, how are we? How did you get better grades than me? Your IQ, you have the <laughs> IQ of a kumquat. Holy shit! Um, Same. No, Chris, you have the IQ of a, a potato because you can power a clock. Probably, dude. You should. I mean, the stuff I come up with. Man. Your shit's electric, baby. Come on. Woogie right. woogie woogie. Let's go, dude. <laughs> All right. Shout out, of course, the whole show is sponsored by the amazing people at candidates.com, promo code belly 20 for 20% off, and Mahler Rose, promo code belly up 15 for 15% off at checkout. All that being said, we will be live Thursday at 7 for what is always the weirdest fucking show of the year is Pro Bowl weekend because we don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. Oh, also. Congrats, Maddie, for winning the six pack. Fucking hell. God damn. Oh, yeah. Wait, what was the final? So, wait, what were your picks? I think I'm mathematically eliminated. I think. Did you pick? Did you go Ravens Lions? Yes. Oh, that's why. I I lost a point. I I can't believe I added 25 to my original score. I'm in the lead now. And he still is behind me. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I I told you, I'm tanking. I I might might straight back. And so develop like a bunch of like three six year, week one of the college football season when we're all out in the Martha's oh, I'm out Martha's Vineyard, you get to pick the upset first. Congratulations. Oh, dude, we're gonna forget about that. All exactly. Good news for you guys. The uh, the current Jets uniforms are all on sale because apparently rumor has it that the um, legacy throwback uniforms that they had this year are going to be the, the permanent ones going forward. So oh, now all the current ones. My friend, we only just send you 33 bucks. The balance is done to you. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys can send me 33 bucks each, and I'm only going to pay $15 for a current jersey. That only helps you out, motherfucker. Shit. No, I know. I'm saying, like, it's just, it's funny because the one time I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I used to go on eBay for these deals. And now I'm like, all right, well, I get, I don't even want this jersey anymore because now yeah, it's going to be the old one. I knew I would have to be in this position at some point during the season to convince you to buy well, a half Aaron Hernandez, half. Joe Flacco. Yes. So <laughs> Flack wait, Flack Flack Nandez. Is it Flack Nandez? Oh Flack gosh. Nandez. So oh, I mean look, offers on the table. Off, you don't have to. Hernanco. Her, oh Bingo. What if Ringo. you just you just combine like um Aaron her Flacco? 
Oh, it sounds like you're Aaron her out. I don't know. I like that. Aaron her flack out. Can wait? Can you have like a before a murder jersey and then post murder jersey? I don't know which one would be worth. One's, so got, one's, got, one's got handcuffs and a weird note from your cellmate, and the other one has uh, a Patriots uh, AFC Championship yeah. game T-shirt. Wolf on that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say get a half white Hernandez jersey and a half blue one, and then just make sure you bought them during different times. Like this white one, this was before he was convicted. The blue one was after he was convicted. I should go Hernandez jersey. I got a I got a quick story. I went to Patriots training camp. Um, we were in up in New England because we had a family friend of ours was getting married, so we went up there. And we were, you know, stopped in Foxborough to watch a little training camp. And yeah, that's where Kevin's from. And uh, yeah, Kevin probably was there. But uh, the guy in front of me told me that Aaron Hernandez is going to be the next big deal, which you know he was correct. He killed a man. <laughs> he he wasn't technically wrong. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't he, specify he, what he. Made. I made it, okay, by the way, for the record, I made it two episodes of that documentary. I was like, I can't watch this shit anymore. I got it. Aaron Hernandez impression. If you watch the documentary, I did not watch all of it. All right, we're gonna wrap it up here. It is eight? It is right now eight o'clock on the East Coast, and we're all exhausted here. It's been a long week. Um, that being said, we will catch you guys on Thursday. For myself, Chris, Maddie, and the whole corner booth crew, I appreciate you all for stopping by. We will see you Thursday. Enjoy some semi-quiet week of non-crazy sports news, hopefully. North Carolina Duke on uh, Saturday, by the way. Round one. Ooh. Mark Madison. The one time I will ever say this. Go Heels. All right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, have a good one. Peace. Bingo Ringo. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.